Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast or from the blog, A Bus on a Dusty Road. As some of you may know, my mother is Swedish. She was born and raised in Stockholm, Sweden. And even though I was raised in the United States, I did live in Sweden for a while. And I consider myself to be half Swedish or to have been raised very Swedish. Certainly our holidays like Christmas are extremely Swedish in that we will have a huge smorgasbord Christmas Eve, we'll dance around the tree, and I grew up eating a lot of Swedish food. So I was quite surprised when I was looking on the internet and looking under Sweden and some of the questions that people were asking, and these were like questions that a lot of people were asking would be like, is Swedish food bland? Or why is Swedish food bland? Or why does Swedish food taste so terrible? I found this really kind of a fascinating question. I actually told my mother about this. I go like, all these people are asking like, why is Swedish food so terrible or why is it so bland? And I feel like many of these people probably never went to Sweden and have only eaten Swedish food at Ikea. And maybe even at Ikea, they kind of picked the wrong food anyways, and they just didn't like it. And so then now they think all Swedish food is bland. The interesting part about Sweden is if you go to Sweden is you will find that the Swedes have always embraced cultures in other places. Like most part of the world, the Swedish food is now very much intergrained with food from other countries, and especially in Sweden. In fact, you can go on to almost any small town, and I guarantee there you will find probably a couple little restaurants, maybe one might be serving Middle Eastern food or Japanese food or Thai food or some other kind of food, and not just serving Swedish food. But Sweden, like most parts of the world, also would use local ingredients you know, to spice up and add flavor to their food. But yet I don't find that the food itself is that bland especially Sweden today. Sweden today is not the Sweden of yesteryears or of days past, when there was not that much different food coming in and where people basically had, through the cold winter months, the potatoes and the meat and maybe some carrots and things. And also with the large immigrate population, which is now in Sweden, there's certainly been a whole variety of foods. Traditionally, Sweden has always been very open to foreign influences in their food. During the 17th and 18th century, they started to eat many French foods. And that's why today you'll find a love of everything from sushi to curry to French food to pizza to all different kinds of foods. But even the food within Sweden is not exactly the same. I went to high school for about six months in Sundsvall, Sweden, which is kind of in the middle part, not the exact north, but a lot of the Swedes consider it northern Sweden. I remember that we had some neighbors that were eating this fish, and the fish was called surströmming, which basically is like a fermented herring. And I remember telling my mother about this, because this fish, you know, would smell, and if your neighbor had the fish, you could kind of smell that they were eating the fish. Almost, I felt like the whole block could smell this fish. And I asked my mother, and she said, oh, I wouldn't touch her strumming. My mother's from Stockholm. So even within Sweden itself, there's, you know, different types of food that different people eat. For example, in the very, very northern part of Sweden, they may eat reindeer or reindeer meat. I myself personally have never eaten reindeer meat. I know when I went to high school in Sweden, they would sometimes eat horse meat. So 
you will find in all different parts of Sweden, you're going to find a whole different variety of foods. But in any case, I want to introduce you to a couple of my favorite foods. I am a great fan of meatballs, potatoes, the Swedish gravy, and lingonberries. Now, if you've been to IKEA, you can go to IKEA, you can get their meatballs, they have the potatoes, you can get the gravy, and they'll put the lingonberries on the side. Lingonberries is kind of like a cranberry, and it sort of tastes a little bit like a cranberry. It's not super sweet, but it's a to me, it's a very nice taste. And I love the way the Swedes, you know, to eat it properly, um, at least this way I do it, is I take a little bit of meatball, a little bit of potato, I take some gravy and lingonberries and eat it all together. And that, to me, is really like a fabulous taste because you got a little bit of the salt, you got a little bit of the sweet, and you've got it all kind of being mixed up together. I think that that's the way well, a lot of people think it's bland because they don't eat it together. They they don't know what to do with the lingonberries. They're not sure what I do with the potatoes. And then they kind of see these meatballs on the side in the gravy. But really the way to eat it is eat it together because those lingonberries are made to be eaten with the meatballs. And I love how it's got that little bit of a sweet taste to it. You know, the lingonberries are kind of a little bit like our American turkey that we have, where we put cranberry sauce on the turkey. It's kind of a little bit of the same type of taste with the food or feel with the food where you've got something, a meat with something a little bit sweet. Another Swedish food that I really like is Janssen's Fedosel or Janssen's Temptation. I don't know why it's called Janssen's, maybe some guy by the name of Jan, he actually made the dish or he invented the dish or he created the dish. But this is a popular dish and this is one that we would eat actually every Christmas Eve. The thing about this dish that I like is it's basically a grain potatoes or it's like, you know, the potatoes where you put the milk and the onions and, and then you put the cream in it, but they put anchovies in it. Now, as a disclaimer, I like anchovies. My favorite pizza is anchovies with black olives, tomatoes, and cheese. Because I like that little bit of a salty taste with an anchovy. A lot of Americans I know have a hard time getting past the fact that it's an anchovy and I can't eat an anchovy or I hate anchovies. But actually anchovies is a great little fish and it gives a little bit of that salty sort of fishy taste to it. I don't understand how people can think this is bland because you've got that anchovy in there. And I don't know if anything that really has an anchovy can be considered really bland. I mean, the potatoes without the anchovy is probably more bland than the potato with the anchovy. Another dish, which is one of our family's favorite, is pancakor or Swedish pancakes. Now, Swedish pancakes are very different than American pancakes. They're really super thin. They're almost like a crepe. You know, you cook them thin, the Swedes will roll them up and they'll eat them kind of rolled up. But here's where it kind of differs the way Americans eat Swedish pancakes and the way the Swedes eat them. In America, when my nieces and nephews eat Swedish pancakes, they eat the pancakes, they might put a bit of powdered sugar on it, they put butter on it, and then they load it with maple syrup. The Swedes would be aghast with maple syrup, oh, way too sweet. Instead, they would put berries on it with a little bit of cream. So 
for them, the pancake isn't to be super sweet. It's the sweetness is to come from the fruit. They may even serve it with a bit of lingonberries, and they will put the little bit of that, you know, bit of cream on top. They certainly aren't going to pour it with maple syrup like we would maybe do in America. And another dish that I really like that's Swedish is called pitapana, or it's a, like a Swedish potato hash. And this is actually a dish which we eat a lot at home, especially the day after we have had roast beef for a Sunday dinner. Because leftover roast beef and leftover potatoes is usually what you use to make this dish. And it's essentially the name pitapana means small pieces in a pan. So just imagine that, you know, you've had roast beef the Sunday before. You've got some leftover roast beef. What do I do with it? Well, you can do what the Swedes do is you can essentially, you can fry it up, you know, with onion and roast beef and boiled potatoes. And then we put a fried egg on top and eat it. And a lot of times we eat it with the side again of lingonberries because you get that little bit of sweetness again with the same bit of saltiness. And finally, on the top of my list, and these aren't the only foods that I like, but these are just some of my favorite foods, would be the Swedish pea soup. I'm a fan anyways of pea soup. The Swedish pea soup is very hearty because they will usually take a stock of the ham, and so you have little bits of ham in it. And traditionally in Sweden, on a Thursday, they would eat pea soup, and then for dessert, they would have the Swedish pancakes. So if you really wanted to do it very traditional Swedish, you could make pea soup on a Thursday, and then you could have Swedish pancakes for dessert that day. This is really a gratifying soup, and it would it's a soup which can fill you up. It's because it's made from dried yellow peas, it uses the meaty ham bone, and so there's little bits of ham in the soup. In Sweden, too, they'd probably eat it with some bread, butter, and cheese. Because, you know, in Sweden, they eat a lot of bread and butter and cheese. But their breads are not sweet like we have in America. They're really good, hearty breads. They're made with very good ingredients. So it's kind of a little bit of a different bread than what we might be used to. I don't think Swedish food is bland, and I don't think these people they're asking, like, why is it so terrible, that they really haven't tried the right Swedish foods. You know, what the Swedes do with the lingonberry and how they mix it with the meat, I think is fabulous, and I think it makes for a fabulous meal. Just as a comment here, I have lived in Vietnam and Thailand, so I'm used to spicy food, but yet for me and my palate, I don't consider the food so bland. Yes, if you compare it to Thai food, maybe it is bland. But the reality is that Swedish food is actually a very good food if you just know how to eat it. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your listening to the Dusty Roads podcast. And we'd love to hear from you and check out our blog, A Bus on a Dusty Road, and subscribe to our channel. We'd love to have you be part of our community. Thank you so much for listening.